Hi guys, this is Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays, and I am your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. Happy, happy Thursday, everyone. It's an exciting week because I have an unusual guest, somebody that you probably haven't come across because she's not in the social zeitgeist, if you will. She is somebody that I have come to lean on and rely on in almost every aspect of my life. And that is my personal assistant, Brie Ellis, who we are going to talk to today because I find her fascinating. She sits in the sort of intersection of Gen Z millennial and she's 25 years old and she is like, it's like a unicorn for me in terms of the way she and her generation think. So before we get to it, hi Brie. Hi, how are you? I'm happy to be here. I mean, Exciting. are you excited? Did you ever think yes. you'd be doing the pod with me? I I didn't really know. I I, I figured it could happen or it might not happen. <gasps> you or thought I, it might happen? I thought it maybe. Um, it could have been. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was too far-fetched, but, you know, I figured when the time came, you would ask if you needed me to. So here we are. Uh-huh. Here, right there, guys. Right there is the fucking difference between her generation and my generation. Like, I can't even imagine if my, my boss, had said like be on a podcast if podcast existed when I was 25 and then they asked me that I would I wouldn't even be able to speak so Brie just so you guys know Brie is an artist she is a remarkable woman who came into my life through pop culture because why don't you tell the story of how you first found out who I was and then got the job Yes, of course. So I'm I'm sure a lot of your followers know Tinks because you guys are very good friends and whatnot. And I was lucky enough to find her account early pandemic, very early. Is this her Instagram account or her TikTok account? This was her Instagram specifically because I still don't think I was on TikTok at that time. But this was her Instagram when she was making the rich mom videos. And, you know, I had followed her for a really long time. I want to say maybe a year or so and she was she had gone to an event at your house and I just saw this beautiful I think it was like a holiday party and she did like videos in the mirror and from yeah took a picture in your you know bedroom mirror and just like this house was just beautiful then you know you you click on it it leads to your profile and you could just see your light and you know the way that you write and how much you love potato and it was just I don't know it was I I could just feel it you know through the app which is such a funny thing but I think that that's really relative to a lot of you, you know what people my age they get that like we're not meeting each other I didn't even know you but I could still just kind of sense who you were as a person and I felt a connection to that so yeah and at this point I don't know Brie so yeah Brie no not at all it's very uh-uh. one-sided yes yes and uh-huh. you are following me for some time I, guess, I think probably a year I had been following you and then in September I mean I had just moved to LA and I was looking for a job and I was just scrolling on Instagram one day you put up a story about needing a PA and now here we are. So now here we are. So basically Uh not only do all roads lead back to Tinks, our wonderful, fabulous influencer of 
influencers, talent creator. I mean, she's an unbelievable podcaster. She is her, the world is her oyster. She brought us together. And I have to say guys, I've never had a PA before, like a real, like that. I mean, I've had assistants, but I've never had like a full-time PA or somebody who, and this is not like, Oh, go do my dry cleaning stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really, she's integrated into my life. And last week when we had, was it two weeks ago? I can't even remember, but when like, when I was traveling to England and the world was falling apart in Los Angeles and all California with all of the rains and my roof caved in, Brie was there to save the day. So you're such a light and it's a remarkable thing for me to see whether it's you or whether it's Tinks who, you know, is a a few years older than you or Rebecca who's Mm -hmm. a few years older and, and works with me as well, but different friends, different, the just the centering, the, the confidence, the understanding of, of like world and EQ, not something that I had at 25. I mean, at 25, I was barely functioning as a, as an adult and in my independence was forced upon me, not, not something I chose. So I find it so interesting. So if you guys are here for the first time, this is a pop culture podcast. I write a newsletter called Pop Culture Mondays. This is the podcast. We go into some pop culture stuff this week. We are going to get to it. We're going to talk a little bit about my new obsession, which is an old obsession, but a new, new obsession called Pedro Pascal, who is the internet's daddy right now. He has replaced all other daddies. We're going to talk about Alec Baldwin and really... Ilaria, and maybe get to a few other things, but we are also just going to talk a little bit about the the sort of differences in generations, because I think one of the fascinating things about my audience for the newsletter and for the podcast are the different generations. Like I initially set out to write this newsletter for my generation, my friends, the women, and I have friends in all generations, but specifically my sort of peers of my age group who generally are incredibly accomplished, busy people. They are mothers, they are fathers, they are business leaders, they are, you know, educators, they are entrepreneurs, they are media. They're just so many incredible people. But one of the things that they're all trying to struggle with was understanding the younger generation, the sort of things we're moving so quickly now in the age of social media and trends and something was in and then out and they were being made fun of by their kids for either doing something wrong or not knowing something. So that's, that was the newsletter initial goal is to help translate what was happening. I remember like early days was explaining what a visco girl was and, you know, the water bottle obsession, the hydro cells and all those, the hydro bottles and all of those things. And now it's moved on and some of it's celebrity based. Some of it is trends. Some of it is language. Some of it is fashion. It's sort of all bleeds in. But the thing that fascinates me is that my audience has, has grown into where I have 20 something, I have teenagers reading it. I have 20 somethings reading it, 30 somethings reading it. It's not just that generation. And they all take a different sort of, they look at it through a different lens, if you will. But you are so fascinating to me because you're not like, I work with a lot of millennials and I'm friends with a lot of millennials. And then I also know a lot of Gen Z people and I'm friends with them, but you really sort of encompass that intersection of both. So I thought today, just quickly, I was going to do a little quiz. Are you ready? All right. Okay. So when you work, do you like to work with a group or do you like to be like ultimately solo? Do you see collaboration or independence on that? Um, Independence, probably. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 
Are you a still water or a flavored water kind of girl? Still. Still water. Okay. What is more important to you, a working toilet or working Wi-Fi? Probably a toilet, honestly. But you I've did had... have to think about it. I, I did. I did. Uh-huh. I think I'm saying that because at the, the place I just moved into, the toilet, it has been not working very well and it's bothering me. Just, yeah, let's just, just talk about plumbing in Los Angeles. There's something crazy about it. I, I don't understand. Okay, so you need the toilet, obviously, but like, would you have... A meltdown if you didn't have Wi-Fi or would you just be like, you know what, I'm going to go paint a painting for a minute? I mean, I'd probably go paint a painting. I really would. Um, I mean, the only reason I would totally melt down is if you if you needed me and then I couldn't, I couldn't help you. Honestly, Whereas I don't like, really have. I honestly would. I would say I would take Wi-Fi over a working toilet. OK. <laughs> I just think about my entire life when when the Wi-Fi goes down, I realize like, holy fuck. I'm like, OK, I don't need the Internet. But I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I can't stream anything. My TVs, mm-hmm. everything are connected to the internet. Yeah. My music, everything that I do there is connected to the internet. Yes. My uh-huh. alarm system, my phones are connected to the internet. So I would, mm-hmm. I would honestly die. Um, have you ever heard of TiVo? TiVo. I think I have. Is it? I'm, I'm pretty sure I have. What do you think it is? Why do I think it's like when they used to record shows back, oh my God. Like back when? Is that what it is? <laughs> Back when. I know it wasn't too long ago. I remember because I always remember that. My parents would be like, oh, we need to get a TiVo. Fun fact. I was in the room when it happened. When TiVo launched, it launched at a demo conference. This was a internet conference, like a, not a, a technology conference. It was run by Chris Shipley. It was one of my favorite events ever. And it was usually where companies would launch, like demo their products. It was usually the consumer product, usually hardware. This must have been 1998. Anyway, I was working with a company called Live Picture and we were in this demo room and it's like in a hotel. I think we were in either Palm Springs or Scottsdale, one of those places. And they were launching this thing called TiVo, which would record your television shows. Mm. You would watch via cable and it was mind blowing. I can still see the logo. You were born in, you're 25, right? You were born in 1997? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. The beginning of 97. There's a year after I graduated college. Just okay. Is it? It's awesome. Do you have your own phone plan or are you on your parents? I am still on my parents. It's actually, it's, it makes it cheaper for them to have the extra line. So So you're, you're giving them a gift. Yes, I am. And I'll probably keep giving them that if they want (laughs) to, if they want to hold on to it for me. But that's a big one I think about. I feel like a lot of people are still on their parents' plans. Yeah, I do. I think that's a really Uh interesting, you know, it's no longer a differentiator. I guess if it's cheaper for parents, then people will just continue doing that. TikTok or Twitter? Oh, TikTok. But I mean, I've had a Twitter since... 2011 and but you don't maybe tweet. 2010 not anymore but I mean if I have to go on how much I've used them it, it would be Twitter I've used Twitter way more than TikTok but in the last two years you know I'm not getting on Twitter like I like I would on TikTok okay so then TikTok or Instagram Instagram that's your medium you'd say of all social media you, it what's is your favorite it probably Instagram and I love it too. I just love like people writing on there and the captions and you, you'll get that too. Cause you do that. I say the evolution, like I just used to think of it as photos and then I would just make a little like, st- like pithy comment, but now it's about the narrative. It's like actually about the storytelling that mm-hmm. goes alongside that photo. If you're doing a grid. Well, I think it kind of fell off with like the photo dump stuff that 
I don't know. It made it. I'm not a photo dump kind of person. No, I know you're. Yeah, I can tell you're not. Uh Uh-huh. It added this like new element to like figuring out how to post something. If you wanted to go in that direction, it was like now you had to find all of these mysterious pictures that were random, like of, of random things that didn't make sense to anybody else, but were like mysterious and artistic to you and leave people wondering i feel like like the gen z started that and that's where you fall sort of in the middle because i think like if i were to talk to a 22 year old they might say tiktok right i think so probably have you ever bought anything via instagram oh yes jewelry i think probably for the most part jewelry clothes because that's what they'll do they'll they see what you're Googling and then they'll, it'll come up on the sponsored post. Yeah, they hear what you're you, saying. Yeah, ex- they really do. I'm yeah, pretty really sure they, really they have to. Like I'm, I, I, my friends and I will do things where we like just say random things and for fun. And the next day we get served something yeah. related to uh-huh. Instagram. Are you an owner of things or you do, do you like subscribe to everything? Do you, you know what I mean? Like, do you go to the grocery store or do you get things delivered? Do you? Oh, I, like, I go to the grocery store. I think that's probably some of my Midwest background too. It, in my head, it's just, it's easier for me to do things the way that they've always been done. Like you just go to the grocery store, you get your groceries. You know, I, I like to make things simple as possible because then I, I get in my head about picking stuff out and are they going to get the best product that's on the shelf. Right. So Instacart, I think, is for more my generation. I don't know. I think people just like, you know, you go and you pick up what you need and go. Whereas I am like, I have to have 12 lemons. And if they're not here, I will order. (laughs) I mean, I'm crazy. Like I can Instacart and go to the grocery store in the same day. Like it doesn't make sense. I have a real problem. I actually need you, Brie. P- take a note. Okay. I need you to go through oh, all of my subscriptions. Like we need to okay. we need to cut back. Like I think I'm paying Paramount and Paramount Plus. Disney, Disney Plus. Like it's crazy. If you looked at how much I spend in a month on all of the like streaming services, it's outrageous. I think you and I already tackled the fact that I had two Spotify. Spotify's. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And that's just crazy too. Like everything takes a subscription now. Every little thing you do, like even I, I signed up for a news account the other day and even that it was like $3 a month. Have you ever seen a compact disc, a CD? Yes, I have seen one of those. Is aren't they called floppy disks too? Maybe <laughs> or no? Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness! So a floppy disk is the disk that you used to put into your computer that had software on it, things like that. A okay. CD is what you would put into a CD player to listen. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I would burn CDs in high school. Oh, okay, like so I you was know. still doing and do that. You own I own a television. I I do not right now, but that's because my previous roommate had one, but I would have one. So you're not I love a TV. Okay. Okay. I, well, yes. this is interesting. This really does like you're 50, 50. You're sort of right squarely between millennial and Gen Z. My understanding is like the millennials really like a group collaborative environment and Gen Z's like to be are more independent, whereas millennials would pick Wi-Fi over toilet. For sure. Okay. This is amazing. It's a lot of insight. I, how interested are you in like, not that pop culture is all celebrity, but there's lots of rumors and gossip like this Alec Baldwin, hilarious stuff. Does this track on your radar at all? Or is it something that you don't even pay attention to? It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I think it's stuff like if it, if it comes across my radar, I'm very, I'm interested in the moment. I'll maybe Google a couple things. And then I think it's pretty easy for me to move on because in my opinion, it's like, 
certain famous people, certain celebrities, they already get so much attention and I feel like they don't really deserve it. And so I'm like, I don't want to feed that fire. Yeah, exactly. And, but I, I will admit, you know, if I'm scrolling and it catches my eye, I, I mean, I saw the stuff with Hilaria Baldwin and that was, that was kind of bizarre to me. And what are your thoughts in, in terms of like politics in general, not whether you're Republican or Democrat, not here to talk about that, but just like an overall trust of government in terms of where your brain is at? Is it something that you feel inspired by? No, not, not right now. <laughs> I, I feel like everything is just a mess right now. It seems like every day it's just more bad news. I, I just feel like they're all in bed together, kind of. That reminds me, I, I need you to come over and, and hide some documents that I have stored okay. away here okay. that, that are confidential. That should I'll never add that have... to the list. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's true, right? And I'm just curious because like, why would anybody in your generation be inspired to get into politics, right? I honestly cannot imagine. I, I think it's great that people who do, the world needs people my age to be in politics. But I, th- I think it's just so hard too, because it's so bogged down with like the baby boomer environment and an older population in general. And it's like, will we ever really have a voice? When will that come? You know, right. when will it be like today, which I to- can't really, I can't make it. I'm not going to say anything one way or the other, but there was the congressional hearing with live nation and talking about ticketing and Ticketmaster. full disclosure. I work with live nation. I love live nation. I love Michael Rapino and all of the executives there. I'm a big fan and believer of this artist's first business, but the memes that are coming out today are so cringeworthy. And I watched this congressional hearing for like three hours this morning live in every word and there were like five different senators whose young clearly young staffers all tried to make them look cool by weaving in taylor swift quotes like somebody one of them said maybe you need to look in the mirror and say I'm the problem. It's me. Hi. And you're just like, these are the leaders. These are the elected leaders Mm -hmm. trying to like be cute and drop Taylor Swift. Like, you know, Taylor Swift was like hiding under a sofa, like make it stop. And we all are. And it's funny that those are the memes that are coming out now that nobody really was listening to the substance of what was being talked about, they were just like, oh, no, they didn't. Oh, no, Mm -hmm. no, no, they Mm -hmm. did not. It's like, please, 75-year-old senator, take Taylor Swift words out of your mouth. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of it, too. Nobody actually, like, listens to the substance. They're just like, oh, no, they didn't, you know, because they're doing just crazy shit that's so off the wall because they want to be relative or whatever, and they're not. And like you said, they have the young staff members that try to make them seem cool. And then it's just, it's just an awkward train wreck. Do you watch any news programs or not too much? I mean, I will put on CNN every once in a while. And then when I go home, I love to watch Lester Holt at night with my parents, but I mean, you're hot about it. it. I'm, Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> He's a sexy man. He, he is, is a good sexy, looking. sexy man. Uh-huh. Um, breaking news here. You're going to watch Friday at 11, MSNBC's 11th hour with Stephanie Rule because you're going to watch it. You're going to stay up late on Friday night and watch it. 11 o'clock is late in LA, everyone, because I am going to be on Yay, the show. Okay. Barring yes. any sort of like weather issues or breaking news, I am going to be a guest on Friday's show 11 p.m 11th hour with stephanie rule so you'll That's watch awesome. them right yes i will you i'll get on my little computer and i'll to watch yeah too. i will i will actually tell that my dad will be up at that time 
The last time I saw 11 o'clock was when I was in London. Oh, I in bet. In LA, if I'm not in bed by like 9.45, I feel like the world is going to end. But mm-hmm. I think it's because this weirdness in California, I do feel like I'm three hours behind when I wake like, So I wake up so early. I mean, I'm on email at 5 a.m. It's just like the way my brain works. Yeah. Don't you work with a lot of people on the East Coast too? Yeah, or exactly. Is, yeah. Uh-huh. And that's what I thought because today you had said that you had been working since 730 and it kind of put two and two together. I was like, oh, she must be taking emails or whatnot. Uh, from I'm on, on emails that. earlier than that, but this morning it started. It started early. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about, do you have any friends who have ever sort of picked up an accent like they've gone off to a school in England and come back with a with an English accent has it do you have any personal experience with that I personally don't the only thing I can say and this probably like isn't very comparable is that I I know when I go home people say that I sound different just right. like my little Michigan accent. But that, I mean, I don't even think that's comparable to maybe what we're going to get into. Well, I think, I mean, it is, I, I, you know, I, I had dinner with a friend last night who was raised in England and, and lived in America for the last, you know, 25 years. And he has an American accent. That's different. He's acquired the accent for where he yes, lives and is very I clear. That thing. And so for those of you who have not been following this, we, this is a second iteration of this controversy. He, Ilaria Baldwin is the wife of Alec Baldwin, the, the actor. And they have now seven children, in, which is preposterous in and of itself. And Ilaria is a Spanish firecracker who fell in love with a fire-tempered Alec Baldwin in a Spanish fiesta, siesta, I don't know, whatever. Like a crazy, fiery relationship was born. It then was uncovered, and you guys remember this, maybe, I don't know how long ago it was, but a while ago, that Ilaria is actually Hillary, and she was born and raised in Boston. Raised is the key word, and her family had a, like, holiday home in Spain, and there was never any long periods of time living in Spain. What she has done is she has identified as a Spanish person, but we have canceled people for identifying white women who've identified as black women or native or white people identifying as native American people. Um, I don't think you can just do that. And it's one thing if you can like be a lover of a culture and appreciate that culture and name your children after that culture, that's fine. They have Spanish names, but she really, this is a grift and it came out really like people knew about it, but they sort of just like went with it when she did the TV show and she was doing a cooking segment and she, she was talking with the Spanish accent and then she said, uh, you do this. What, how do you say, how do you say cucumber? And this is a woman who was born and bred in Boston, call it the whole deal. And the people that I know in New York believe that it was one of the things that she sort of used to attract Alec to begin with. But back in the news, because Alec Baldwin was charged with involuntary manslaughter for the death of the cinematographer on his set of the movie Rust. And that is because he uh, fired a weapon that was pointed at her that was supposed to not have bullets, but did. And he's now being held accountable for that murder, as is the assistant director, as is the armory person, armorist. I don't know what you call them. 
I think it's a bit of a ridiculous thing. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I was saying last night at a dinner, maybe it's going to be uncovered via text or emails that he had said things like the night before, like, I don't give a fuck what you need to do. We're filming tomorrow. Get it ready. I don't care. Everybody will be fired. I want to shoot this scene. Like maybe he's going to, maybe it's going to be sort of coming at it from that way. He's also a producer on the film. Um, he also claimed he didn't pull the trigger, which like, uh, uh, But the fact is, my perspective is that from a communications perspective, the DA was going after him because of his behavior in the aftermath, his, you know, blaming everybody but himself, not taking any responsibility at all. And then his blatant disregard for it after like a few weeks went back to posting a ton of Instagrams, like talk about somebody who should not be on Instagram. He should have just deleted his account and lived Mm -hmm. his life. He has seven kids, like focus on that. So then let's go back to where we are almost present day. A couple of weeks ago, Alec Baldwin did a thirsty Instagram story. Did you see that? It was terrible. So he did this story where he was like, guys, I am, I am asking you for my wife, Ilaria, who I'm in love with. I love her so much. And it's her birthday and she's so close to a million followers. It's almost there. And as a gift or as a tribute to her, as a tribute to this, like, what's my beautiful wife? Go tell her happy birthday. Please follow her. Please follow her as a birthday gift. And it's just like, the fuck are you doing? This is, this is like, you're not 19 year old influencer. What Mm -hmm. are you doing? Hey everybody, it's January 5th, the day before my wife's birthday. It is my wife, Ilaria's birthday tomorrow, January 6th. I would like to ask you a favor. And that is my wife is just, it seems like she's just centimeters shy of a million followers on Instagram. And I would like to ask you as a birthday gift or even just gesture to my wife, would you follow her on Instagram? Obviously, I love my wife. Obviously, I'm crazy about my wife. But I would like as many of you as possible to follow my wife on Instagram to say happy birthday to my wife. Would you do that for me? Would you follow my wife on Instagram? Please? Thanks. So then she gets those million followers like, oh, you could just, they're all excited. She has seven children and impending charges. And these are the things that we're worried about. And the next thing you know, he's charged. She comes out of her apartment building, which is in the East Village. A lot of people keep saying it's the West Village. She lives in the East Village. They live in the East Village. It's east of Fifth Avenue. It's right around the corner from my apartment in the village. And she's wearing a ridiculous outfit with a sweatshirt that says empathy, along with like $2,000 like Gucci slippers and metallic black leggings with big sunglasses like she's married to the glasses. What did you think? Very insensitive. I just, I, where is the awareness with that? I really don't understand. Like, what point was she trying to get across? She was trying to say, have empathy. But as many, many, many people pointed out, it should have been, well, what is the Spanish word for empathy? I put it in the newsletter, empatia. I have no Spanish accent, despite the fact that I spent a lot of my childhood in Puerto Rico. I'm not even pretending, but empatia, empatia, empatia. But so many people, I'm not even joking. Dozens and upon dozens of people responded to the my story because I put a picture of her outfit up being like, what, what's the thinking here? As you say, like, where is yeah. the awareness? I, I really just don't understand. But then we had the Armageddon of like the gift that keeps on giving for the paparazzi. She 
talks to them. The very thing that you just don't do. And I don't think it's right that the paparazzi are hounding people with children in front of their homes. I, I totally agree. But the only way to, to counter that is by ignoring them. And so she then, in a Spanish accent, pulls out the grift again because the Spanish accent has gone. Like we've seen it go away in the videos. She's like paired it back. It has come out with a vengeance while she's holding the baby. And she's like, listen to me, listen to me. And she's like, I am not going to say anything. You keep coming to me. Like I'm going to say anything. I'm going to say nothing to you, but she's saying nothing. She's speaking to them by saying she's saying nothing. And the Spanish accent. And she's like, mom, mommy, they ask me why mommy, why is this happening? I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. You're not going to ask me questions. I'm going to tell you. Okay. I want you guys to realize that we have seven kids and you being here to escort them to school and to be there when they come home is not good. So on a human level, you guys know, I'm not going to say anything to you. So please, leave my family in peace and let this all play out so let my kids come home and you stay away from them because they ask me mommy what are these people doing and it's a very hard thing as a mom to try to explain so please because i'm not going to say anything and alec is not going to say anything somebody did point out though the the thing that we're not paying attention to is that nobody's talking about alec baldwin right now everybody i know yeah so Uh maybe there's a strategy there there probably is. I mean, that makes sense to me. They want to take it off of the common uh, problem. But I mean, I just find it, it's like, I think that's where it's like, where is the awareness? And you would think at this age, at this state of where people are in their careers, like there, is it mental illness? Is it, is it hubris? Like, why are you even on Instagram? Go off the fucking internet. Just uh-huh. take a beat. And doesn't he have like a counsel or something that would tell him, like you said, like a comm person or a PR person or Price a marketing person. Are like lawyers. To me, the only thing I'll say in that video when she was talking, she she seemed very, very worked up and, and just not very good at getting her message across. Because she just, has a hard time, with, you know, getting angry in English, I guess. But I just think it's so interesting. <laughs> I guess the, the theme of this week was sort of frauds, right? You have Ilaria, who's not Spanish, but acting with a Spanish accent in a contrived Spanish accent in accent is, you know, I had grandparents who lived in Puerto Rico for years and years and years and years and spoke fluent Spanish. They would come back to New York and not speak with a Spanish accent. It doesn't happen that way. That's not how any of this works. But then we also have George Santos, another person Mm -hmm. living in fucking Clownville and living, and this is the newly elected state representative from a district of uh, Long Island. There are some very funny takes on, on him. And yet he tweeted yesterday, he actually tweeted a statement where he is saying like, uh, John Lovitz, one of the world's best comedians, but by the way, no, he's not. But John Lovitz did a, all of these comedians takes on me are terrible. Like it's not even funny. Ha ha ha. I mean, the man is out of his mind. So it's been uncovered that he absolutely lied about his mom dying from 9-11. First, he said she was in the South Tower and then got cancer as a result of being there. And it was uncovered. Uh, the Brazilian government was able to confirm that his mom was not an executive in the South Tower, but living in Brazil at the time of 9-11. He's also been uncovered to have been a drag queen, which is probably the coolest thing about him. Only thing about him that we could all like and support and literally lived under a different name, was a full on drag queen, just what the Republicans want in, in this day and age. And his denial is like he dressed 
dressed up like one for carnival, like, leave me alone, you guys are sick. I mean, it's so crazy. Can you say I was just like out having fun or something? Out having like that. fun. You yeah. Know, just out uh-huh. having fun. Um, just own anyway, it. The whole thing is, is nuts, but it's like we're living in a world of grift, like the talented Mr. Ripley, and people get away with it. Like, Kalaria mm-hmm. just like she's getting away with it. Santos is, has been appointed on the Science Commission. Like, it's unfucking believable to me. So here we are in the age of grift, 2023. Then that's why I don't want to get into politics. <laughs> <laughs> be a politician just, just stay working with me perfect and then I was gonna say I'll just close on this before we go to your merry make out or mute but Pedro Pascal I don't know something has happened he has taken over my social feeds this show his new show where he's the star in The Last of Us which is based on a video game hugely successful video game it's on HBO Max on Sundays it's a post-apocalyptic show it's incredible I mean it is I actually admit I did stay up past 11 because I had to watch it last night I hadn't watched it on Sunday it's an amazing cast it's an amazing you know storyline especially because it's about a virus that sort of got out and there's mushrooms and bacteria and it's there's a lot of things happening he's so gorgeous and sexy and you know Pedro Pascal from the Mandalorian you know him from Narco is that it, it was Narco right was it Narcos? Yeah, it was a week. Oh, Nar- was he in the first season? He played uh, one of the detectives. Okay, I think, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And he was in The Mandalorian, who you didn't see his face for most of mm-hmm. the show. And The Mandalorian is basically the reason that PCM exists. It's is why we have Baby Yoda, who... Um, Pedro Pascal was like the father to in the Mandalorian and we have baby Yoda because that's sort of the beginning of PCM came from my friends being like where did this character come from how yes. why are we uh-huh. all of a sudden talking about what baby is baby Yoda, Yoda? yeah uh-huh. what is baby Yoda and <laughs> then it came out that all of the youngs are into Rotten Tomatoes they love it and apparently there has been no TV show that Pedro Pascal has been on that has less than 89% on Rotten Tomatoes which is a very big deal he is on hit after hit after hit on TV show. The Last of Us is a showstopper and people love him. I don't know what's happening, but he is like every five TikToks, it's another like, look at my daddy, Pedro Pascal. You know you're the daddy of the internet, right? I call Pedro Pascal a dilf and think he's my cool, slutty father. Yep. I am your cool, slutty daddy. And I'm actually here for it. I, I I started following him on Instagram. I just want him to like, maybe if I like it this time, maybe he'll, maybe he'll, he'll come back. Maybe he'll follow me on Instagram. By the way, I know that's, that's not going to happen, but I love him. I it do. Could. So know. Re- leading into that, do you want me to start with the Mary Mute makeout and then you Yeah, go? you start. Yeah, I have a couple ideas, but I would okay. love to hear yours. I think it's an obvious segue into who I want to make out with. I want to yeah. hardcore make out with. Pedro Pascal. I can't even look at Harry Styles anymore. I'm like, you're a child. Pedro Pascal is a man. My phase of loving little the little boys like Harry and Timothy Chalamet, who, by the way, did an incredible ad for Apple TV Plus. We'll put that in the show notes, but it's also in the newsletter. But it's moved. I've I've moved on to like daddy territory and I, I love him. I would make out I with get him. That. I don't know if I'd marry him because I think that would take away the luster. So moving on to marrying 
I think, and I can't remember her name, but I would marry George Santos drag queen <laughs> character. Like, let's do it. I would keep her, I would keep her, I would keep her safe and sound and she can like stay. get her some mental health so she could <laughs> put that George Santos character that she sometimes goes into and we could put him to rest. We could, we yes. could just say that. But in the, another segue mute, I would mute the person who identifies at the moment as George Santos, who is, I don't even think that's his real name. I think his name is Anthony or his, his drag queen name. But I, he, as at this point, as Hillary identifies as Ilaria, this Congress person that is, and I say person, is, is identifying as George Santos and I fucking mute him. So that's it. Brie, who are you? Tell me, who are you marrying, making okay. out with and muting? I would love to marry um, Ryan Gosling in Place Beyond the Pines. I don't know if oh. you've seen that movie. Um, wasn't he a killer in that movie? He probably was, but... I mean, they leave it open for interpretation. Yeah, we'll ignore that part. No, I, and think, it's, I think it's a sign of your psychology, which isn't far yeah, from mine. I definitely want to mute, like, any time anybody reposts a photo that Gigi or Bella Hadid or Kylie Jenner has put up, I want to mute it whenever they put it on their stories. Like when people repost them. Oh my God. Did stories. you see, by the way, this week, it's good that Kylie Jenner terrible dress with the lion's head oh, on it. Oh, that's so awful. I mean, so, it's, sick. Yeah. it's not even like, uh-huh. it's, not, it's not even like clever. It's just disgusting. It's not. For sure. Yeah, that's muted. And then ugh, I'm having a hard time figuring out who I want to make out with because I would like to make out with a lot of people. It could be a fictional character. Again, you just, you married a fictional character. I mean, there, there is this fictional character I'm thinking about. And it's from a really, really weird show called um, Hell on Wheels, but it was out years ago. And there's like this main guy in it and he's like a cowboy and his name is Colin Bohannon. And I would totally make okay, that That is an obscure too. reference that you've stumped it's, me for the is. first time in the history of the podcast. Sorry. No, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Is there a musician that's relevant right now that you could see yourself making out with? Oh, I mean, Drake always. Okay, I guess well, he's there not, you like, go. Super relevant. Yeah, I love I love Drake. I would also like let him be my actual father too. No well, and make to out dad. with him? Okay, we really do have a psychology we need to talk about. Not like that. He could be, I would make out with him or he, he could, could be, be your dad. daddy. They wouldn't have to be like together, not together, separate. Mm-hmm. I could go. Mm-hmm. I just We're going to talk offline, Brie. We have a lot okay. of discuss- okay. discussions to be had. Do as I say, not as I do. That is you might lesson. Maybe you should have given me this question earlier. <laughs> I love it. I don't understand the kid's obsession with Drake. I find him so unappealing, but everyone your age I get loves that. the Drake. Loves the Drake. It's just, yeah, it's a long time thing. Yeah, that's, that's I the, hear you. Yeah. Well, this has love. been amazing, guys. Thank you. Yeah. It's been another wild ride here at Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. I'm heading to New York City. Stephanie Rule, I'm coming for you, baby. And we'll see you guys next week. So stay cool, stay focused on other things besides pop culture, because I got you covered. Thanks, Brie. Pop culture.